Welcome back to another episode, episode eight of Gaming with Anxiety. I think we're going to try this week to, this episode rather, to do something different, talk a little bit more about gaming than I have in the past, but also address an email that I received that was actually the inspiration for recording this episode. Uh, so on the gaming front, um, I have another podcast that I do with one of my best friends, Phoenix. Uh, it's called the Remote, Remote Players Nerdcast, uh, and I've talked in that about how I have switched to being an Xbox Game Pass gamer. And that's been working out for me, especially since I lost my job. It's been a couple weeks since the bookstore closed. We can touch on that in a little bit. But uh, I've been using Game Pass a lot just to test a lot of older games out, like Gears of War, some Halo stuff. Um, kind of just like looking for things to fill time and clog up my hard drive on my Xbox Series S. Uh, along with playing a lot of Battlefield 1, and that really just comes down to repetition and something being comfortable and familiar. I've been in Battlefield 1 for five years, and it's just, it's my game. Uh, it's my forever game. Until the online servers crash or stop populating with people. Um, another thing I've been doing is using the Microsoft Surface Duo. And using Game Pass on that and some Game Loft games like Modern Combat 5, which has been optimized for the Duo. Duo is like a dual screen cell phone. I don't use it as a cell phone. I traded uh, a laptop for the Duo and some cash. And uh, it's good at multitasking videos and games on different screens, etc., etc. But uh, the, the more the, the story of my gaming life now is I'm 100% committed to Xbox. I was a PlayStation and Nintendo guy, and now I'm squarely in the corner of Xbox and Nintendo. So, and Pokemon comes out. Pokemon Arceus, I think is what it's called, comes out on Friday. So that'll be something I'm getting into, trying to take up some of my time, which will segue briefly. <clears throat> Uh, the last episode that I published was the most listened to episode of this podcast. I really appreciate everybody listening. That last episode was cathartic being in my store and just uh, talking about it. And it has been almost four weeks since the last time I was in the store, which was New Year's Eve, while they picked up the rest of the bookcases. I have since started to interview at different places and I've had lunch with my old boss and coffee two different occasions. Uh, all of that feels real weird. It feels weird to not have, I had such a routine. You know, I worked the same days, the same hours. Depending on the day, I would see the same customers. And now there's none of that. I don't see those customers. Most of them I don't miss, some of them I do. But I am a creature of habit and routine. It keeps me going, it keeps me in line, it keeps me motivated. Um, you know, like a little change routine usually disrupts my mental health. And this is like a major one. And I feel like I'm doing okay this time. Uh, I'm sticking with all the things that I do to keep my mental health in check. And, you know, I think a lot about the bookstore and what it could have been. I miss it. But I, I also think like at the end of the day, I was kind of ready for it to close so it didn't get me, didn't hit me in the depression as much. Every once in a while it will, and I'll, it'll really bother me, especially because it was just nine and a half years of my life gone, just like that. So that leads me to the email I got. Um, I got an email from a person that wanted to be remain anonymous, which is fine. 
Uh, it actually made its way into my spam folder. I just happened to see it. But they are starting their journey into positive thinking, positive habits uh, after losing a relationship due to infidelity and kind of asked, you know, what things do I do to keep myself in check? What things do I do to make sure my mental health is not tanking? And uh, I can tell you in the winter it is different than in the summer or the spring or the fall. Um, when I went through my major meltdown period in August, when my lies and deceptions and other things had come to light and I had to face them, uh, I did get into therapy, I did see a psychiatrist, I did get medicated, but I also was walking a lot. I was being physically active, walking to me, listening to an audiobook, listening to a podcast a couple times. I even walked reading Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. Um, walking is, and I'm not a jogger, I'd like to get into exercising once it warms up, but like walking is how I keep my mind going. I used to walk around my bookstore a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, when I was confronted with my lies in August, I was at my bookstore just walking laps around what we called the, the racetrack, the outer loop of the store, um, over and over and over again. So I'm a pacer. I pace when I record this podcast. Um, walking goes a long way. Journaling has been key. Um, I always have a journal, I always have a pen, I always have a format. Um, and you know, what, what my format is and what works for me is not necessarily going to be the format that works for other people or is beneficial, but because someone asked, uh, I usually try to journal at specific locations. So at my bookstore before it closed, at Barnes & Noble in their cafe, at my local coffee shops, in my room, in my car even. Uh, so my format is to write where I'm journaling and the date and then I kind of just do a quick intro of where I am. Now, I'm sitting at Barnes & Noble having a coffee and you know where my mind is at. You know, Am I focused on a book? Am I focused on a video game? Am I focused on something going on with my parents? Am I focused on relationships? Am I focused on my friends? Recently it's been a lot of focusing on the bookstore and the loss that I feel from it. Uh, and I'll write about that. I have bullet points. You know, what do I need to do this week? Anything from minute things to important things. You know, um, I would like to get to page such and such in the book that I'm reading. I need to go grocery shopping for my parents to get cereal. To I need to pay my car bill. You know, I have therapy on Wednesday at 3.30. So on and so forth. Um, so sometimes it's like an itemized list. It's like a, like a shopping list for my brain. Um, and then any concerns that I have, any things I've been worried about, you know, um, is there something physically bothering me? Is there something that's making me sad? Is there something that's making me angry or anxious? I'll write those things down. My format has changed over the last five months. It went from very regimented um, to something that benefits me more where I can kind of get my head out on paper so that I can revisit it. And I do. I'll go back a month and see like, where was I on this date a month ago? Have I made the progress? Have I made the adjustments? Am I still feeling the same way? The things that were working for me three months ago, am I still building on that? Um, so journaling is key. Um, the big thing for me 
Uh, one of my big downfalls is I have ADHD and sometimes I get really restless and I need to walk, I need to burn off that energy. Uh, and that would lead to retail therapy shopping, going to Target, going to Walmart, going to GameStop and just buying something. Uh, I've gotten better about going and not buying anything, but I haven't gotten better about just not going at all. Um, and that should ultimately be the goal. I should feel comfortable being at home or you know, being at a bookstore, being at a cafe or whatever, and not moving for a while, getting back to reading or gaming or whatever. Uh, and that's a work in progress. Something I don't do anymore is look for reactions. You know, I used to be on social media, um, posting things politically, socially, responding to people, complimenting people, um, all these things that were toxic, negative behaviors. In some cases, things that were toxic that I just didn't need to do, like arguing politics. And sometimes negative, hurtful things like complimenting people, even though I knew that my girlfriend considered that, um, if not cheating, uh, just inappropriate. And uh, I got caught multiple times complimenting people and always had excuses for it. And I don't do that at all anymore. I mean, I, I don't have a Twitter. Uh, my Instagram is private and it's all people that I know. No one I would ever, you know, I, it's not none of that. Um, nothing that I would be ashamed to show messages are all with like my guy friends or cousins or people I used to work with, usually commenting on things from their stories. Um, but I used to look for those reactions. Never really fished for compliments um, too much, but I would give them. And now I don't because I realize, you know, how many times do you have to be told that's hurtful before you stop hurtful behavior? If it's multiple times, there's a problem with you. And there was a problem with me. Um, I think I thought that I was um, untouchable, you know, or, or I was arrogant enough to think, well, you know, like, I don't want to do anything. I'm just complimenting, even though I was ignoring the fact that it was hurtful to someone in my life. Uh, so I try to avoid any hurtful behavior. I try to identify if the things I'm saying come off too curt or too brisk and are hurtful and adjust that and apologize and acknowledge. Uh, trying to get better at that, trying to get better at acknowledging that my humor and my personality are not for everyone all the time. And there's a time and a place and I really need to pick and choose. Um, I don't feel compelled anymore. You know, this time five or six months ago, I felt so lost. I felt like there was a possibility I was going to lose my job. I felt like I was 37 and I had no direction and I had no money and validation from outside people felt good because it made me feel like I was still attractive or desirable and I could be a facet of myself instead of just being my true self with the people that matter. So no fantasies, no fantasy worlds, nothing. Um, I try to stay in the here and the now as much as possible and not stray my thoughts to what could be or what if or anything. That's why I think I've been able to handle this bookstore thing a lot better is I'm not overthinking it. I'm not agonizing over it. Um, I know I did what I could. And I think that's the moral of what I'm trying to say to people. Um, it's pretty simple and it's pretty cliche, but I think you just do your best. You do the best that you can with the people in your life, you do right by them. You honor them. 
you know, parents, friends, girlfriends, whatever, co-workers, employees, um, you be kind. Yeah, I'm a Mr. Rogers guy. I believe that being kind is very important and that too many people don't understand it or adhere to it anymore. So I'm trying to be kind. I'm trying to be patient as I work on myself, be patient with the people around me and realize that unless someone is inherently awful or trying to cause me or the people that I love harm, they deserve kindness and consideration. Um, it all sounds so corny. It sounds like I'm, you know, trying to be Mr. Rogers, but I think if we were all a little bit more Mr. Rogers, we would be in a much better place. So I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, I'll be back sometime soon. I needed to decompress after recording that last episode. I know it got a lot of listens and a few comments and it was very cathartic to be at that old store. And I think I'll look back and listen to that episode and kind of hear the place I was in and hear the echoes. And those were my bookcases that my voice was echoing off for the last time, which sounds silly, but it was meaningful to me. So until next time, do your best work and be kind.